Howdy ho, ladies and gentlemen. We are back for another edition of the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast, hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, Cameron Thunder Osborne. Bang bang! What's up, Mike? Yeah, you know we're here. They're, we're nearing the end of the year, mm-hmm. shooty season, Christmas season. Nominations, get yourselves in, (laughs) folks. We're running out of time. We have only 24 more days uh, eligible for this year's edition of the Shooties, which actually I think will be the, uh, gosh, the fourth? Fifth? Uh, Fourth. Fifth. This will be the fifth fifth annual uh, Shooty Awards. My gosh. Gosh, I cannot imagine. It's it's (coughs) it's one of the most uh, prestigious nights in professional wrestling. Some some have said. I don't know. I've heard it said. <laughs> Can't argue with that. You know, certainly one of the most fun episodes of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, we're building to this all year. Every every match, every moment is eligible. Everything so. counts. Yeah. Yeah. Everything but, counts. Uh, yeah. In the meantime, we still got two pay-per-views this month. We got Deadline this weekend. We got World's End at the end of the month. Uh, AEW is coming back to Toronto in March, so we're excited about that. Yeah, big news. Uh, the Canadian tour coming uh, from in March to April 2024. So if you're in one of those yeah. Canadian cities, you got a hop-on, a collision taping, or a dynamite rampage taping. I can't believe London's getting a show. <laughs> At Budweiser Gardens. Yeah, that's uh, good which for I think is sure a, Which a- I think is approximately the size of... Coca-Cola Coliseum, which is where we will be seeing them also. Yeah, well, the London Knights, they're a huge deal down there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I mean, I don't, I can't imagine the last time London would have had a TV taping. I know WWE certainly hasn't been there. You know, they'll I mean, do, maybe ever. They'll do those, uh, I'm sure they've been there for like a live show, you know? Yeah, of course. But the TV, you know, that's a bigger deal. It, it really is. It's it's on air. I mean, the London. What 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 is? We don't even know what the London crowd is like. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be pretty pretty similar to. Uh, yeah, but you're pretty basic similar. But yeah, it'll be pretty similar. But either way, Mike, like you had said, the professional wrestling world is cruising towards the end of the year, and uh, we're very excited for it. So let's kick off the show, kick the way that we always do, by crowning a brand new tweet of the week champion. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. This week's tweet of the champion uh, going to now first time tweet of the champion Rhea Ripley. Um, um, where I do have to say it's a it's a Rhea Ripley tweet, but um, a fan, a fan. Um, you know, of course, you you send out a tweet. Your the backlog is out there. You know, of course, we know people. Uh, people will go back in time. Weeks, days, months, sometimes years to find an old tweet for somebody and uh, try to expose you for some kind of stuff, right? This is this is not new. This is not new. Um, how, however, this uh, one particular curious fan um, is seemingly exposing Rhea Ripley, but not for the reasons you think. Um, when the one particular fan uh, quote tweeting to Rhea Ripley, um, why would you tweet this out? And uh, this was the specific Rhea Ripley tweet from the Rhea Ripley Twitter account, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, this was uh, this is time-stamped um, in August of 2022. So this is over a year, this is over a year old for this curious fan to really go in. When Rhea Ripley tweeted, 
I just know at Rhea Ripley is going to bring some hell to Beth Phoenix. I'm rooting for her all the way. And then a gif of Rhea Ripley doing kind of like a little bit of an eyebrow raise thing. Uh, but this curious fan, Rhea, is correct. Rhea, why would you tweet ab about yourself in the third person? I think there's only one explanation for this, Mike. I think Rhea Ripley forgot to switch over to her burner account. Uh, to let the fans know <laughs> that she hopes, uh, she knows Rhea Ripley's gonna bring the hell to Beth Phoenix tonight. Um, so Rhea Ripley, you gotta win Tweet League Champion here, but I do have to say, you gotta be sure to switch over on that burner. Why would you tweet about yourself in the third person? <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. I mean, uh, it's kinda weird, mm -hmm. but you did mention the, the eyebrow raise something that The Rock was famous for, and he was also famous for talking about oh, himself in the third okay, person. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so great. This, this is fantastic. It's impossible. That's just me digging deep. <laughs> yeah, that, well, and, you know, but right, rightfully so, right? Because you're, you're compiling all the information that you kind of yeah. have to try to figure this out. You know, I'm sure people have been burned. And she kind of, you know, she refers to herself. She's like, mommy's in town or things like that. So Yeah, maybe it know. was the, the at, you know, she tagged herself. Yeah, that part's pretty weird. <laughs> I've never tagged my own name, I guess. In a Could post. be a bit weird, but stories, uh, you know, who knows? It's hard to say. You know, maybe we'll uh, keep a hot eye on the Rhea Ripley Twitter account in the future. See if something, uh, mm -hmm. see if something <clears throat> pops up. You know, like Kevin Durant famously uh, forgot to switch <laughs> over from his, um, from his burner account and uh, got caught. He got caught a couple times. It happens. It's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It's happened multiple times mm -hmm. in uh, to professional athletes and stuff like that. Oh, I People bet replying to their own comment with the without remembering to switch accounts. Like <laughs> yeah, whoops, but. it's hard, folks. Uh, congratulations, Ray Ripley, now one-time Tweedledee champion. Um, Remember, Tweedledee champion is not on a year-by-year -year basis. By the way, uh, it's it's open. It is outside of the shooties, so. It's all kind of outside of that whole, that yeah, whole world. Yeah, just like wrestler of the week. Uh, but, you know, we keep a running tally. So. Of course. Well, you know, that information is always compiled, you know, towards who is the wrestler of the week of the year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So let's bring you uh, some of that weekly wrestling action. Uh, as we continue to fall out from Survivor Series over with our action on SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Yeah, we kick off Bianca Belair coming out. Uh, just shouts out her War Games team for winning the match, but her war with damage control is not over. She's still coming for EO in that women's title there and uh so damage control interrupts without bailey and they just tell bianca you want another shot you're gonna have to go through all of us and that's when charlotte comes out with shotzi and they say you're not the only one that wants a title and you know we'd love to help you go through damage control so big brawl happens uh baby faces get the upper hand uh and then afterwards backstage bailey comes up to damage control she's like i had no idea you're going out there i would have been with you and you know, things could have gone different. <laughs> I was I was taking so. a shit. You guys didn't tell me you were all going out there. I was taking a shit. Yeah. 
But, you know, just another small little uh, incident here with with uh, with Bailey and the rest of the Yeah, Bailey, you can't it. be in the bathroom every time your friends are about to go out and uh, play. You're going to get kicked off the team. <laughs> has ba- yeah. has Bailey you know, been a heel since she returned at some SummerSlam 2021, I think? 2022, maybe? <clears throat> uh, I mean, yeah, ever since she turned heel is when she's... She hasn't gone back. Or yeah, anything. since the return. Yeah, because yeah, okay. I guess I guess even before that, her her long world championship. She turned heel reign, before Damage Control. Yes, I guess, and then she just took some time off. I think she had an injury. It was she had an injury yeah. right in the in the height of Ding Dong Hello, correct? Yeah, she was out for like almost a year. Right I think it was after, right when the pandemic ended and crowds came back. But it was, was all yeah. It was also right after that year long reign that she had. It was kind of yeah. like she reigned I mean, for a and year and then got hurt for a year and then, uh, yeah. you know, returned so was, to now. Yeah. She went like two years without the crowd seeing her. So. Gosh, yeah. I know. I remember. We all remember that SummerSlam. <clears throat> That's right. The birth of damage control. Wow. But let's go to Butch taking on Bobby Lashley. Ridge Holland is not in Butch's corner. He walked out on him last week in their mm-hmm. tag match, so. Some beef going on there, and Sheamus isn't even around these days. So, uh, yeah, we haven't well, we haven't seen Sheamus since that uh, since that Edge farewell match. Yeah, so I'm I'm guessing he's probably nursing some sort of injury. Well, I mean, that's the kind. I feel like that guy's 48, but he's got a a body of a 72 year old. But he, he, (laughs) if anybody in WWE deserves a break, I think it's Sheamus. Oh yeah. Oh, He's for been going sure. Hard for like fifteen years for like in WWE. Fifteen so. years. <laughs> yeah, so no, no problems with taking a break. No, they seem to be doing that now these days. Like Bianca had a couple months off, and uh, yeah, they seem you know, to be treating their employees fairly now, giving them time <laughs> off. Yeah, Roman's off all the time. But uh, so, anyways, when was Butch last time Lashley. we saw Ricochet? Uh. Well, I think he got concussed or whatever oh. in one match. Oh, never mind that. Yeah. <laughs> With that, we- <laughs> so that's, that's fair. That's fair. But anyways... Bobby Lashley, they must have been in his hometown or something because he was super over with this crowd. No, I think uh, I think the crowd is just refusing to boo him. I've thought about this too, um, because I guess. this is the se- <laughs> this is actually I think what I noticed this is the second time we've seen Bobby Lashley not get booed. Yeah. It was more than that. There was just big Bobby chants, and they they were treating him like the hometown hero. Yeah, we're not Whether this. He was uh, or not. The show. The show. Uh, the show is live from Brooklyn, New York, and Bobby Lashley is a good uh, Kansas boy. Okay, so yeah, I guess uh, yeah, man, he's just over. I think he's just over. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and he gives the crowd what they want. He hits a huge spear on Butch, gets a three. So uh, makes everyone happy by getting the win. Yeah, Butch also uh, as his alliances with the other two guys. Those two guys seem to fall by the wayside. Him, he's looking more like Peter Dune every time, every every uh, you know, so often. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why don't we just give him his name back? You know, it, it's actually it's still his, it's still his name on so. Twitter and Instagram. It's still Pete Dune. Yeah, I'm at Butch is probably already taken. Yeah. So <laughs> it's too easy. Anyways, next match, Santos Escobar taking on Joaquin Wild, former partner, friend. 
Uh, yeah, Wild did okay though. Put up a pretty good fight. Definitely the biggest singles match he's had here in WWE. But uh, Escobar just takes over, hits the Phantom Driver, gets the win, and then he beats Wild down some more after the match. So Dragon Lee comes running out, sends Escobar packing. We also got a big video package about uh, all the stuff with Rey Mysterio. You know, the the whole fallout. Also. Yeah, big video. The betrayal. Package. The uh, yeah, the, the whole injury. the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. So he'll be waiting for him when he gets back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the man that beat Rey Mysterio, the new United States Champion Logan Paul, comes out. Just calls out all his haters. The more you people want me to fail, the harder I work, the more I win, and uh, everyone's after my title. And he's worked with Nick Aldis to create a tournament to determine his next challenger. So Santos Escobar, Dragon Lee, Bobby Lashley, Grayson Waller, Austin Theory, Kevin Owens, Karrion Cross. Remember him? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's in the tournament. And an eighth mystery person from NXT will be up there. Hmm. So that's intriguing. Uh, yeah, get get some eyes. Uh, get some eyes on that. Yeah, who could it be? Le- Lexus out? King. That's my guess. <laughs> maybe, maybe a bit too soon. I don't know. I could see maybe someone like Axiom, or uh, maybe even like a Trick Williams get a little little push on the main roster for a couple weeks. Ooh, that'd be fun. But uh, either way, Kevin Owens comes out. Slings some insults at Logan, and then Waller and Theory come out. They side with Logan Paul. Owens punches Waller in the face, or Theory in the face, and then we jump right into a match. Kevin Owens taking on Grayson Waller. Uh, Waller does his Vince Carter through the legs elbow drop for a near fall. Then Owens does a big frog splash off the apron to the floor. Theory starts interfering, attacks Owens behind the ref's back. Uh, but Owens overcomes. He's able to roll up Waller and get the three counts. Feels like Owens, uh, Kevin Owens, probably might be the favorite coming uh, com- coming out of this tournament. I'm just sort of looking at <coughs> Escobar, Dragon Lee might not be involved. Um, I think KO is the, the best talker here on the group. That could that yeah, could match himself sure. up with a guy like Logan Paul, and I think uh, you know a lot of these guys have experience, but Kevin Owens is going to be a pretty safe dude. Yeah, that'd be a good matchup, and, you know, Owens, he's he's not afraid to do big spots, big crazy bumps, and they always throw one of those in for every Logan Paul match. So Yeah, so do we think the uh, tournament, uh, did they say anything? Will the tournament culminate at the Rumble, maybe, or? Uh, that, feel that, like that feels a bit long. Yeah, it'll probably wrap before then, and maybe they get the shot for the title at the Rumble, but even that might be too long. Yeah, because that's probably, Rumble's probably, what, end of January? Yeah, so. What's that last week? Oh, okay. we'll keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll start this week. Yep. But uh, next match, Bianca Belair taking on Kyrie Sane. The first step in the labors of damage control, as it were. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, all these fucking labors. <laughs> yeah. At least it's not MJF doing it again. For the fourth but, time. Uh, so. And before the match backstage, Bailey's looking a little nervous, so EO just tells her, you stay back tonight. So, yeah, something's going on there. Mm-hmm. A little power struggle, maybe. Yeah. But a uh, big match up here, Bianca, Kyrie, two of the best. But, uh, you know, it didn't quite go as I'd hoped. 
little sketchy at moments. They didn't get a whole lot of time. Uh, but, yeah. Anyways, people try to interfere. The ref catches them, throws them out. Uh, the big spot. Bianca hits Kyrie with the glam slam onto the barricade. Big bump there. Uh, so Bianca's in control. Throws Kyrie into the ring. Ref checks on her. Bailey shows up. Yanks Bianca down. Kyrie high fives Bailey and then climbs the ropes, going for the insane elbow. But Bianca gets up, punches Kyrie, and then uh, picks her up off the turnbuckle. Flips her all the way around into the KOD. Hits that. Gets the win, so Bianca has passed the first labor. First labor, Kyrie Sane's first yeah. singles match <laughs> uh, since returning. She only had a few under her belt here. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it was, uh, yeah, I hoped it would have been a little bit better, but, uh, you know, maybe she's still getting used to the, the North American style after being in Japan. And I think she still has a very few uh, few number of matches Um even under her belt in that grand kind of scheme, only fifty matches in the last four years. If you are, wow. uh, yes. cu- you know, kind of curious about that, so um, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, no, that's interesting indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, she can get back, get back into the groove of things, because I'm a big fan of her. Yeah, back to the shack. <laughs> but let's go to the final segment. Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce both come out. Each with contracts in their hand because they want to know. They want to sign Randy Orton. He's technically a free agent right now. So mm-hmm. uh, the Rand Man comes out, huge ovation, lots of chance. The two GMs bicker over him. Pierce says, "Randy, we'll give you a world title shot." Uh, and then Aldis says, "Yeah, well, I'll give you the guys that took you out, uh, Bloodline." That's when Paul Heyman interrupts. Says there will be no RKO or decision this evening because the bloodline will decide for Randy. And that's when Solo Sokoa, Jimmy Uso storm the ring, attack Orton. They beat him down, so LA Knight runs out to make the save. Him and Orton take them out together. Uh, Orton hits an RKO, and then he just stares down Heyman. Orton grabs the two contracts. He tosses the raw one away and signs with SmackDown. Because he wants to finish his vengeance on the bloodline. <clears throat> finish what what he started, what what had what what he started, what had started. Yeah, I guess what he never really. What uh, he never got to really left. do. Yeah, I mean he hasn't fought Roman during this title reign, so that's a big. Uh, because Ra- Ra- Randy was involved with Drew for so much during the COVID era, you know, with, with between. I remember an ambulance match in particular, and I think Randy him, <laughs> Randy himself held the championship for a little period of time there too. I think, um, yeah, uh, before getting hurt with the King of Bros. <laughs> so yeah, maybe in terms of uh, all all the top guys that Roman can beat, you just throw add him to the yeah. list, you know. <clears throat> yeah, he's one of the big names that yeah that Roman hasn't conquered yet. But uh, so, anyways. Orton tells Heyman, call Roman, tell him daddy's back. And then Nick Aldis gets in the ring to applaud Orton signing with SmackDown. And then Orton hits Aldis with an RKO because he's fucking Randy Orton, you know? He, because he you gotta you gotta let the kid you gotta let the kids go ho happy. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see how the new yeah! boss likes that, but <laughs> that comes with the territory, man. He's a viper. He'll strike. Yeah, he'll strike ya. Mm-hmm. But that's how uh, that's how we go off the air. That's how this episode of uh, SmackDown goes off the air. I gotta say, um, 
another one uh, without L.A. Knight. Uh, he was there for a quick minute just to help Randy during that attack, but he didn't. Uh, oh. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, not uh, as prominently featured as he was, especially towards heading towards Crown Jewel. You know, and then <clears throat> yeah. uh, then post sure. the, uh, the the heat the, uh, the the intensity was there, the energy was there. Yeah, I think it would be wise. I mean, I'm surprised he's not in that U.S. title tournament, but because yeah, well, uh, we had we had hypothesized before that Logan uh, L.A. Knight would be. A great match to, to put over, but yeah, I could see him saving that for WrestleMania hmm. and then let LA Knight have his big win there. But uh, yeah, either way, in the meantime, I'm sure he'll announce himself for the Royal Rumble and be one of the most over guys in that match as well. Hopefully, hopefully the crowd hasn't but. cooled off on him. I know I haven't. <clears throat> <clears throat> Let's move ourselves on to the very next night. That was the entire uh, episode of SmackDown, but of course we have all the action on Collision, AW, all the action, the Continental Classic <laughs> in in a full swing. Tonight we're talking a lot of Blue League action. There's Gold League and Blue League. Uh, do we know the significance between the two leagues, the two colors? I, was it... So they didn't do because uh, A and B feels like the logical two groups, Group A and Group B. Uh, they took it yeah. in a different. Yeah, I mean, Blue they, League compared to Gold, it just sounds like lesser, you know. Lesser, you because I think if your one's blue, the other's red, you know, just kind of like two very equal colors. But hey, I'm not in charge of marketing. Uh, somebody else is. The show kicks off. Claudio Castanoli, Brody King. Um, taking each other on in one of these in in one of these blue league matchups. Good match. Uh, Claudio with his Hulk Hogan moment picks up Brody, scoop slams him, and yeah, they're just slugging it out. Claudio with the big pop up uppercut, but Brody kicks out, and then Claudio again showing his strength does the big swing to Brody. Very impressive there. Wow. Uh, and then Brody fights back, hits the big cannonball senton in the corner. Claudio hits a John Cena attitude adjustment, which Tony Schiavone called a Canadian destroyer. Which really? Oh, I didn't catch on. that. Yeah, I would at least Tony, call that like a side slam or, or a something. Death Valley Driver or anything. Yeah, anything yeah, Death it. Valley I mean, Driver. We see five Canadian destroyers every week. You should know <laughs> yeah, you should is. know at least what a fucking destroyer is. Yeah. There's another one later. Tony had an off night. I'll, I'll oh, call really? Up the other yeah, one you know, I mean, hey, if, if any man deserves a night off, similar <laughs> to uh, Seamus, Seamus and Tony Schiavone, they're the two men who deserve some time off. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Brody hits a big pile driver. Claudio kicks out of that. So Brody picks him up, hits a gigantic lariat using the arm that's been recently broken, still got a cast on yeah, it. Yeah, so, so how did it break? There. Did I miss this? It happened all the way back at All In, when they lost the trios titles to Acclaimed. Oh gosh, is it? it it's That's a, why. Hmm. Remember, for like a month or two there, he was just kind of managing Julia Hart. Yeah, I, 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 I do remember that. I just, don't, I just cannot remember the, the cast specifically. But hey, who knows? Yeah, 
Either way, he hits that big lariat with that cast, and that gets the pinfall. Brody King picking up three points. Yeah, three points, so uh, well six done. points total, making him, I believe, undefeated here in this tournament. It has to be a uh, one of the <coughs> favorites. Uh, I mean, the, the rate he's going, yeah. If you're getting wins good. over Claudio like this. Yeah, and not only undefeated in the tournament, they told us Brody King has never been pinned or submitted in singles action here in AEW. I uh, That's pretty impressive. You know what? I would believe that. I think a lot of the um, anytime anytime it's always Buddy Matthews will be the the loner of the group who, you know, if one of them is wrestling, Buddy Matthews is always the guy who will take that loss. So, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, either way, nice to see the big man mm -hmm. being protected. Uh, so next match, <clears throat> Kira Hogan taking on Abaddon, who we rarely see, but uh, one of the highest winning percentages here. Yeah, in the I was AEW. about to say you want to talk. Uh, you want to talk <laughs> wins. You want to talk winning. I think she only loses in when she gets like a TBS championship on TV. match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, she's forty-two and four, Jesus but I feel Christ. like th like thirty-nine of those wins probably came on dark and dark elevation. Uh, well, I mean, a win's a win, you know. We never see her. A win's a win. But yeah, hey, either way, you're doing your thing, and uh, Kiara Hogan's creeped out by her, but she still puts up a pretty good fight. Hits a nice Rick Rude style neckbreaker there, but uh, Abaddon fights back. Hits a cool finishing move. The uh, the Black Dahlia, I believe they call it, mm. where she like does a DDT, but she does it with her leg, like wraps her leg around your head and spikes Hogan down. That gives Abaddon the win. As she celebrates, the lights go out. They come back on. Julia Hart's in the ring. Abaddon walks towards her. The lights shut off again. Julia's gone. So it looks like Abaddon might be getting a big title shot there. For the TV. Oh, God. It would, be, it would be a huge opportunity for her. Yeah, wow, with such a... With such a winning record, it makes you wonder why we we see, we we don't see her too often. Yeah, I mean she is uh, she's one of a kind, really one of the most unique characters on the show. And mm -hmm. So and now yeah, with the meetup with uh, Julia Hart, you know we have a creepy on creepy thing. <laughs> yeah, a big spooky battle or a big sp a big well, a spooky month or two battle. late from Halloween, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, missed the boat yeah. on that one, Tony. Christmas, have one of those Christmas uh, horror movies. Oh, that'd be fun. Things. The the night a nightmare before Christmas. Uh, <laughs> they're they're white yeah. girls. They probably love that movie. I'm sure they do. Mm -hmm. You know, Abaddon might have a tattoo of Jack Skellington. Oh, somewhere. she definitely has. Well, I bet you at least two people <laughs> on the AEW roster have uh, have a Jack or, or Sally yeah. <laughs> tattoo. Or Sally. Yeah. <laughs> but let's keep going with this Continental Classic. We got Daniel Garcia taking on Andrade. Uh, yeah, Garcia with a nice twisting brain buster for a near fall. They go back and forth a while. Eventually, Andrade hits the hammerlock DDT, which Tony Schiavone calls a flatliner. So another <laughs> really? wrong one. And that's his finishing move. Like, yeah. you got to know these things. Uh, you got to know the finisher, at least. No offense. Gosh. but That's uh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, that gives Andrade the win, picking up another three points. 
Andrade is a man who needs wins and points. I think just in the grand scheme of us never seeing him, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's been lots of long-standing rumors that he was trying to get out of AEW and go work with his wife in WWE, but now his father-in-law's here. He's taking sips of Woo energy during the match. So now be yeah, now yeah. maybe it's a matter of getting Charlotte over here instead of them over there. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. But yeah, we so. same thing. You know, when Collision started, he was on it felt like he was on, you know, the first couple episodes and then another one. It, it, there was a little good streak there. We're like, okay, he's on, been on a bunch of episodes and now, you know, yeah, unless. So. Yeah, I mean, eh, at least he's getting some wins here in yeah. this tournament. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the next match, you got the Kingdom taking on the Iron Savages. Uh, the big boys. Big man Boulder goes for a moonsault off the second rope, but that gets avoided. So uh, the Kingdom hit a big double team spike pile driver, and that gives them the win in under three minutes. Sub three? And then. Wow. <laughs> sub three minutes. And then right after, Roderick's. Roderick Strong runs in with a big cheap shot, knee to the head. And then right after he hits it, he just falls down like he's paralyzed and the kingdom have to help him back into his wheelchair. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it was like, it was it. like you know, you hear um, like it'll be like a mom who like lifts a car to save her baby. It's kind of <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. So funny stuff. Love the next strong gimmick. I, uh, Roddy was on the most recent episode of Hey EW, uh, hosted by uh, good Canadian kid RJ City. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, sometimes was he in the wheelchair, neck brace. Uh, of course, yeah. You know, sometimes uh, Marina Shafir <laughs> is there too. Uh, their their son is there also. Uh, not often, not always do the wrestlers get the sh- get it like get the show. Um, Roddy, yeah, RJ City is a bit of a goofy. You, you got to kind of get it. Kinda you got to like kind of get it. You need to watch a couple episodes. Like a between two ferns kind of. It's vibe. very between two fernsy, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 he's writing more. Maybe doing a little, but but maybe a, oh, I'm, oh ooh, I could even say between two ferns meets Nardwar. Oh, that's a good one. Right, where the sit down, isolated nature of the the ferns, but with uh, you know maybe some old school research um, <laughs> from childhood of Nard. Ah, and and yeah, Nardwar, man, haven't thought about him in a little while. <laughs> you haven't thought it, but but Mike, but uh, of course you've been rock keep you've been you've continued to rock in a free world, right? Do 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 do. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> Up next, we got Malachi Black, Buddy Murphy taking on Matt Seidel and Christopher Daniels. Odd, odd the pairing. Fifty-nine-year-old well, man. I don't well, know of course, Christopher Daniels is allowed back at uh, <laughs> at Collision. Oh yeah, the head of talent relations is allowed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's allowed back, back at work. Yeah, and you know he's still going strong. He hits a big suicide dive, uh, but House of Black take over. Malachi hits Daniels with the end, the spinning heel kick, and he fucking nailed him with this one. You could just see Daniels' face snap to the side. That finishes the match. Malachi, buddy, get the win. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, look, uh, looking great for the House of Black tonight. Yeah, big clean sweep. Uh, all four of them picking up, or no, three of them picking up wins. Julia Hart just appeared. Julia Hart just being creepy. <coughs> yeah, 
But either way, they start celebrating. The lights shut out. Uh, FTR appear. Malachi grabs a mic, says, oh, I guess you're here to join the House of Black. And the crowd cheers it. They're on board with that idea. They start chanting House of Black. But uh, before FTR can even reply, House of Black attack them, beat them down. And they tell FTR, no one's coming to help you. And nobody does. They got no friends. Imagine FTR with that little fa- with the little face paint. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be cute. Yeah, I could see it. Up next, we got El Hio de Vikingo taking on Kip Sabian. Uh, so Vikingo just doing all his crazy, high-flying, flashy stuff. Uh, Sabian actually looking pretty decent, though, for how little we see of him these days. Uh, where's Penelope Ford been at, man? I like her. Yeah, I mean, and they were one, two on the camera at all times, but now... Kip Sabian's yeah. appears. Penelope Ford is not. And you know she was getting rolling a little like a year ago. She was in some big matches. There was that a little bit there. Yeah, and, I remember that. Yeah. So too bad, but yeah. Anyways, Vikingo, he's doing his moves. He stands on the outside of the middle rope and then does a phoenix splash into the ring, and, uh, and then he's balancing on the top rope. Does a big corkscrew moonsault to the floor. So the crowd's loving it. Uh, and then back in the ring, Vikingo hits the 630 Centon, landing with all his weight right on Kip Sabian. And that gives him the pinfall, Vikingo, with the victory. With another great um, match, Mike, when we were forgetting, of course, uh, you know, we, now the shooty match of the year is a blanket term. You know, of course, the match can the match can occur anywhere. Um, yep. Of course. However, let, let's not forget one of the best, I think, what we could say, television matches. I know we don't internally make that distinction here. Mm-hmm. But, of course, um, match with Kenny Omega. Uh, this year, yeah, which is also not just, not just one of the best television matches. That is a very legitimate contender for match of the year. Yeah, and also one of the best debut matches, you could say. Wow. Just coming right out with a five-star performance in his yeah. first ever AEW match. Yeah, so. no, yeah, incredible stuff and all these things. These, you know, that that match is on those no- that nomination list. Folks, it's yeah, exciting. It's on there. It's exciting. <laughs> but let's go to the main event. Another Continental Classic match. We got Eddie Kingston taking on Brian Danielson. Can you believe Brian Danielson already back wrestling after breaking his orbital bone uh, just over a month or so ago? Yeah, what do we think the recovery uh, time on that? You know, like when NBA players wear the little mask? Is that is that because they broke their <laughs> orbital bone? <laughs> I mean, yeah, sometimes it's the orbital, sometimes it's the nose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian, though, not wearing the full mask, he comes out with a kind of eye patch thing. So yeah, it's more like socket. a trendy eye patch. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and he covers his eye too. Like I'm sure he could have made it clear plastic and <laughs> yeah. see through it. Yeah, I'm sure he can like still see a little bit. Yeah, he probably just likes the way he looks. He's like a looks it's like, like it a looks cool street fighter. <laughs> yeah, I look like a yeah. character. <laughs> but yeah, good match. Real competitive. Crowd likes both these guys. They're just smacking the shit out of each other. Big stiff chops and kicks. And uh, Yeah, Brian starts slapping Eddie around. So Eddie slaps Brian right in the face. Knocks his eye patch to the side. That was scary. I'm like, come on, man. Watch the orbital. But uh, 
yeah, Brian's not going to slow down. He mm-hmm. goes for the Busaiko knee. Eddie avoids it, hits the Urican back fist, but Brian kicks out of that. So he just gets some more stiff chops. These things sounded like the crack of a whip in there, just echoing through the arena. Yeah, both men's chests are all red. Uh, yeah, so we're going. We get the five-minute warning. Brian grabs Eddie's arm and just starts stomping away on Eddie's head, but Eddie won't stay down. Gives Brian the finger. Crowd chances is awesome. Brian's ready to finish it off. He hits a stiff boost psycho knee, clocking Eddie right in the head. And that scores Brian. The pinfall earns another three points in a great match. So is that? Uh, I gosh, I, I don't know the 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 status of the of the Continental Classic. Do you have that information in front of you? Is is that another? Like is that six standings? points? So yeah, the standings, I guess. Six points for Brian and zero points for Eddie. Zero oh, and two. God, the guy who uh, put his belts on the line. <laughs> yeah. He pretty much has to run the table just to stand a chance of. So, uh, yeah, and just for me to clarify, it's the the winner gets the Ring of Honor World Championship. They get the New Japan Strong Championship, yeah. and they get like and this mystery third title. Yeah, it's like, or it's like maybe not a title, maybe more like a trophy, like 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 well, that. They showed the thing. belt. It's like hidden under a little. They've showed a third belt sitting out oh, there. Oh, I, I the must match. have missed it. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's got the little drape over it, so we don't know what it looks like, but it's definitely a That's title That's too belt, many belts. So. That's too many belts. I mean, whether it's just going to be an honorary belt like the Owen Hart, where you don't wear it or defend it, or, yeah, because, yeah, we don't need <laughs> another title belt. Yeah, I like the symbolic thing. You know, more like you, the G1 Climax, you win the briefcase... Yeah. To walk around with, but it's what you know the con the, the briefcase means. <laughs> it's what it means. Or the greatest Royal Rumble belt that we never saw again. Oh, well, Braun Strowman has held that championship for thousands of days now. <laughs> if if you want to talk for about you, it. Bruno. He's good. To- <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, another thing I didn't realize at first. The at first I thought it was the two winners of the groups face each other. But they're actually doing the top two guys in each group will face in the semifinals, and then the winner of those two matches face in the finals. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you would. You so would. You just got to come in top two in your group, and then you kind of get one last. If you're in second, yeah, you get another. You get another chance to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so okay. So Eddie's not quite out of it yet. I guess maybe one more loss, and he might statistically be out of it. Definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Let's pray for Eddie Kingston. So, Pray for Eddie <laughs> uh, as Collision wraps up that episode. Of course, let's move on our way through the very um, uh, through the weekend. Of course, we're talking Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. action coming off the uh, the heels of you know. Of course, we had the Punk promo last week. In a post survivor in a post survivor <laughs> series world, it's time. To, I think it's time. To, it's time to load up, baby. The rumble is in our sights. Yeah, we're kicking off to the busiest time of year here in WWE. Uh, so we uh, start off. Drew McIntyre comes out for a promo. Just says everyone's lost their minds. People suspended. Return whenever. You can you can leave the company and come back and be forgiven and. 
but Drew says Jey Uso's time is coming, and also Sami Zayn. So Sami comes out, gets a huge ovation here from this Albany crowd, and Sami just says, "Yeah, you got something to say? Here I am." And Drew says Sami's the one person who did deserve to be screwed over the, by the bloodline after being their lapdog for so long. And Sami says he doesn't point the finger at other people for his shortcomings. You know, he stays driven, and that led him to victory in the main event of WrestleMania last year. And mm-hmm. He, you know, he made his family proud. Do you think you're making your family proud, Drew? And that's enough for Drew. He says, let's fight. So we bring out the ref, Sami Zayn versus Drew McIntyre. A uh, good little match. Sammy with a moonsault off the barricade. He's looking good, but Drew's always got the size advantage, so he's tossing Sammy around a bit. Hits a big sit-out powerbomb for a two-count. And then he goes for the Claymore, but Sammy counters with a kick and then the blue thunderbomb for a big near fall of his own. And The crowd's loving this match. They chant, this is awesome. And uh, But then at one point, Sammy tweaks his knee. He starts selling it. So Drew goes right after the knee. Sammy can barely stand. Drew hits the Claymore, gets the pinfall. Uh, it was a fun way to start the show, too, from, like, the the talking segment right into the match. Um, yeah. And usually, yeah, well, usually when we see talking segment to match, you know, we see 15 minutes of talking, and then it ends up being, like, a six-man a six man tag or something, you know, so, something <laughs> like this. But, yeah. but to have the talk to the, let's fucking just get a ref here, let's go. It was yeah, a nice like it. nice way to start off the show, got to say. <clears throat> and then afterwards, Sammy's being looked at backstage by the medical team, and Drew runs up, attacks him again. So just big, bad heel Drew. There's no tweener anymore. He's fully heel. Yeah, I think we're fully in. Sammy Zayn's hair looks soaked this episode, this, uh, this match. I don't soaked? Know if it looks soaking <laughs> wet. I mean, you know, maybe he... Some wrestlers like to wet their hair before they go out. This looks like fresh um, out of the shower. I mean, maybe that was it. Maybe he didn't know he was on first. <laughs> like, I thought we were headlining. <laughs> yeah. Or main event. Also, I don't know why you would shower before your match instead of after. L- loosen up the muscles, you know, get some heat on it. <laughs> I guess so. Well, you think all uh, these guys are throwing on Rub A535 and just going for it? No, I just, I don't know. Let's get a little steam going. Is there a steam room in there? <laughs> <laughs> There's no steam room in Albany. <laughs> Next match, we got Nia Jax taking on Shayna Baszler. Uh, they're duking it out. Shayna's targeting Nia's arm, trying to break it in half. Uh, Shayna gets hung up on the bottom rope. Nia hits her with a big guillotine leg drop. Uh, the same move that, when avoided, caused her to scream out, My hole! My hole! Yeah, probably the highlight of her career. Uh, <laughs> no, I think when she took the six one nine, the DDT or the uh, the RKO, oh yeah, zigzag and something else. Moment. That was also a headline. <laughs> Just everyone, yeah, that was fun. Uh, Nia Jax hits the big running hip attack, uh, slams Shayna's head against the ring post. Uh, yeah, Nia climbs the ropes. Shayna hits her with a big German suplex off the ropes. Scary. It almost looked like Nia landed right on Shayna's head. But, uh, yeah, Nia fights back, hits the Annihilator, gets the win. Oh, the Annihilator. I get it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I never got it until right now. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure that's how they spell it. 
in the video game. Shayna Baszler is living in a post-Ronda Rousey world. Is it only a matter of time until Shayna falls by the wayside herself? Gosh. Yeah, she's always just kind of floating around in the mid-card, you know. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if she'll ever get that title. Yeah, will she ever? Yeah, will she ever climb the mountain? Especially with uh, the amount of talent that's out there already. Like yeah, currently, tough. yeah. But let's go to some tag team action. We got DIY taking on Imperium in a two out of three falls match. So uh, this was great. We actually got some DIY chants. So. Nice to see them getting over here, and and nice to see a match uh, type that we 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 haven't seen two out of three falls, you know, kind of on television since the infamous two out of three falls uh, era. <laughs> era, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Uh, but yeah, good match. Uh, DIY, they go for their meet in the middle finisher, but Vinci yanks Gargano to the floor. Kaiser rolls up Champa, grabs a tights for the illegal leverage, and gets a three count. So Imperium score the first fall, and then a bit later, Imperium go for the Imperial Bomb, but Johnny counters with a roll-up of his own and gets a three. So now we're tied one-to-one. And then DIY hit a a cool powerbomb back suplex combo for big near fall. And then Giovanna Vinci showing some high flying out of nowhere. He springboards from the top of one rope onto the other into a big moonsault. I didn't know he had that in him. That was, <laughs> and that was either, some so. great, some great hang time, also. Yeah, very impressive. Uh, so this match is going great. The crowd's loving it. We get a "This is awesome" chant, and Champa hits the big air raid crash off the second rope, and then him and Gargano hit meet in the middle, and that gets the pinfall. So DIY with the big win. Nice to see. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah, that was huge yeah, for them. You know, returning as a team, also. Yeah, you know, in the yeah, in these, they've, uh, they've looked good the last couple of weeks. Just waiting for those tag titles to be split up. <clears throat> I think. <clears throat> yeah, at this point, you know, now that the Creed Bros are here and we're getting some more teams in the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so still waiting for the new title design as well. Yeah, still waiting for something fresh. Something to do. And maybe they'll call one like the tag champs and the other ones are like the world tag champs. You know, similar like (laughs) with the women's belts. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be a safe guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sticking with tag action, though, we got Tegan Knox and Natalia taking on Team KC. Team KC, they come out with these flamethrower looking guns, but they're the opposite. They shoot out smoke, which isn't that cool. I mean, I don't know. Boo. Smoke guns. Yeah, didn't look cool. Uh, but either way, Team KC, they look good. They're always pulling out fun new double team moves. Caden, uh, like, picks up Katana, wheelbarrows her into a moonsault on Natalia. They go for a double superplex on, on Natty, but she slips out, hits a double powerbomb on them. And then another cool move when Katana does a handstand on Caden's shoulders, and then they twist around into a splash. They call it the keg stand, and uh, that's their new finisher. They got the pinfalls. The keg so nice stand? Win for, yeah. Nice win for Team KC. Who um, were long, long reigning NXT tag champs in their own right. Um, Yeah. 
still trying to find their groove here on the main roster. But yeah, I feel like it was one of those things I that mean, was a long time, but they didn't actually do much. Yeah, but uh, you know they they got the chemistry. They got all these cool double team maneuvers, so mm-hmm. they're as good as anyone. In yeah, the division. Athletic. That's the for tag sure. Division. <clears throat> yeah. Cody Rhodes coming out for a promo. Talks about Nakamura spraying him with the poison mist last week. So he wants Nakamura to come out here and prepare to fight. But Nakamura appears on the screen instead. Says last week he burned Cody's eyes and now he will open them. We've taken the same path. We both suffered humiliating losses at WrestleMania, challenging for the world title. But uh, Cody has inspired him. Since Nakamura didn't get to finish his story, he's going to take Cody's. Cody just says, bring it on. So we'll get a match between them. (sighs) We'll get a match. Who's going to finish this goddamn story? I don't care who it is anymore at this point. Honestly, I'd well, rather it's either honestly, WrestleMania or nothing. Honestly, I'd rather at this point I don't want anyone to finish the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, I you think know, sometimes what a TV show gets canceled and you never get the conclusion. I was gonna say, what if the story is Roman's just the best? <laughs> what can't that I mean, be the story? What if the story's already uh, over? He's already the best. I mean, he still needs to drop that belt. Well, eventually, right. but, you know, he's only, like, 39, 38 years old, you know. We have a few more decades. <laughs> he wants to go to Hollywood. He wants to follow his I hope so. I mean, he did rock. that one uh, Hobbs and Shaw movie, and we haven't seen him since. Yeah. At least, you know, Cena had a couple of things under his belt before he made the full transition. He had the Marine 2 and the Marine 3. <laughs> yeah, and Cena was never part-time while he was the world champion, so... He always busted his ass. Always busted. But, uh, yeah. So let Cody finish the story. Don't don't cancel him like my name is Earl. He never got to finish his list. <laughs> you know? How did that My Name is Earl show end then? He just yeah, he didn't he didn't get to do all the things he wanted to do? Well, they thought they were getting another season and they left on like a cliffhanger and then they Oh, that's too to bad. It. That's too bad. Yeah. We were talking about that the other day. Every season needs to end that if every season needs to end enough where it's like if that's the end of the show, you're like, that was satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure Cody will finish his story. Oh, well. Anyways. Next match, we got Dominic Mysterio, JD McDonough taking on the Creed Brothers who continue looking great here. They're getting over. The crowd's really into them. And uh R Truth comes out mid match because all of a sudden he thinks he's part of Judgment Day. He's hanging out hanging out in their clubhouse and standing in their corner and wearing yeah. wearing all black. Just being silly. Yeah. He's just gotta dye his dreads purple next week. Oh, that'd be cool. Get in. He will. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Mm-hmm. Uh JD McDonough hits a nice springboard moonsault to the floor. Julius Creed goes on a roll. Looking awesome. He hits like six overhead belly-to-belly suplexes in a row, kipping up after each one, and the crowd's just on fire. This guy's got it. These creeds, man, they're amazing. They're Uh, athletic kids, and they have been this whole time. They're just Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle and Mm -hmm. together. But like (laughs) Lesnar, when he was doing his fucking uh, uh, reverse shooting star press, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully not landing on their head. Well, hopefully not landing on his head. But, but 
Yeah, so they're looking good. Judgment Day fight back, though. Dominic hits a 619 on Julius, but he kicks out. And then the Creed's fight back. They hit the Brutus ball, score the pinfall. So Creed Brothers with another big win. Looking awesome here. Have, they, have they been defeated here on the main roster? I don't think I so. I don't think so. No. Yeah, so this is how you do a call-up, folks. Hunter, John. <laughs> T- that's how you do it, uh, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's only a matter of time. They are the number one contenders. They did win that turmoil match the other week. Last week, yes. Uh, but, you know, is it too much too soon? I could see them losing that title shot as their first match. Getting screwed over a bit. Hmm. Uh, but we'll see. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Backstage, Adam Pierce talking to Seth Rollins, tells him he invites he invited CM Punk to Raw next week, and he intends to sign him to the brand. Rollins says, fine, whatever. He'll show his true colors. It'll blow up in your face. So just more. I mean, we we've said it that this is the direction. CM Punk's going to challenge Rollins for the world title, possibly at WrestleMania. Night one. Yeah, night one main event. Uh, And Punk will still not be enough for him. He'll still find a way to complain, probably. Probably. But (laughs) anyways, backstage, Damian Priest asks Dominic, J.D. McDonough, what happened out there? And Dominic, you know, he doesn't doesn't try to bullshit. He just says the creeds are the real deal, man. You and Finn got to watch out, so. Some high praise from Dirty Dom, who doesn't give that kind of praise to anyone. And, you know, and quite, yeah, high praise, like you said, but from a champion multiple brands over. Like, this guy's a fucking star. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I'm loving it, man. The Creeds, treat them right. Wow. And they are. But let's go to the main event. Seth Rollins defending his World Heavyweight Championship against Jey Uso. And you may have noticed the Yeet shirt is gone. Mm, Very yes. short-lived. Yes. The uh, the merchandise has been pulled from the WWE shop due to some indie wrestler apparently already has it trademarked. So uh, the Yeet era is over. Now, I was surprised when I heard it was some indie wrestler. I assumed it would be like Lil Pump or just like some kind of SoundCloud rapper who would have Yeet um, <laughs> taken. But yeah, hey, you know, I mean, it was someone. I don't know exactly. I feel I think there's like different like you can trademark it in one industry and then you can trademark it for the purpose of wrestling or I don't know. I don't know how it all works. Yeah, there's many different kinds of trademarks, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, the match was good. Uh yeah, Jay hits a big DDT on the floor, spikes Rollins down, and then back in the ring he hits a super kick and then the Uso splash. But Rollins kicks out of that. Rollins hits a pedigree, but Jay kicks out. Rollins goes for the curb stomp. Jay avoids, hits a spear. Rollins kicks out of that. Jay hits another spear and then another Uso splash. But Rollins kicks out again. So the crowd's going wild. All these huge near falls. Uh, Jay goes for another spear, but Rollins Rollins counters by jumping up into the pedigree. Just like he did to Roman Reigns. And then he follows up with the curb stomp. And that does get the three count. So Rollins retains, but a real good fight put up by Jay. Um, you know, main event Jay Uso mm-hmm. could be a world champ in the next year or two. That's his name. Don't wear it out. Yeah. Yeah. This but. the uh, the the ending sequences of this match, like you said, the crowd was hot. This had that. This had a. 
PWG dynamite kind of fucking feel <laughs> coming towards the end where it was just moves, kickouts, moves, kickouts, yeah, move, kickouts. All the finisher kickouts. So fun. <laughs> and uh, like you said, yeah, there was that one DDT that Seth Rollins just fucking. You got. If, fuck, kids, if you're out there and you're taking a DDT, you got to spike yourself or else you're, you're not doing yeah. it right. There's one off your head. There's one. If you don't do it like that, I assume that you're old and unathletic. You have to be (laughs) able to spike yourself completely vertically onto the mat Mm -hmm. uh, or else you're just not (laughs) doing it. And I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Remember (laughs) when Charlotte fucking crushed or um, it was Rhea Ripley in that uh, that mania match. Rhea Ripley hit yeah. Charlotte with one of those beautiful fucking big ass counter DDTs you'll ever see. And Charlotte stood up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the match, Drew McIntyre shows up out of nowhere, hits a Claymore on Uso, and then he picks up Jay, suplexes him through the announce table, stands tall over him to end the show. Yeah. So big bad Drew getting a big push here. Uh Big Healy Drew. Well, you know what? It really does feel like, uh, especially with the return of Punk and Randy, that we were maybe a little too face heavy because Seth is Seth's kind of a tweener now, right? Jey Uso's a baby face. Punk's pretty baby face. Cody's the biggest baby face. Randy's a baby (laughs) face. Really? Yeah. And even if we're building to Punk, uh, Seth for Mania. No one's gonna boo one person in that match. Like it's Yeah, it'll be pretty split. It'll be pretty split, uh, I think, either way. Yeah. And you know, with Judgment Day, they're you know, they're kind of always in a group, so yeah, raw. But yeah, yeah, I mean that's the I guess Damien Damien uh Priest has that um has the money as senior money in the bank, right? So he's always looming. But Finn, he's not gonna win. He just had fourteen opportunities and he lost every single goddamn yeah. one of them. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's room for Drew to be the top heel over here on Raw. Wow, from top face to top heel. You love to see it. Yeah. You love to see it. That was the entirety <coughs> of the uh, the first half of the show. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We got all the action over on NXT. Of course, the, the Montreal debut of All Elite Wrestling. And uh, we got a great second half, so you're going to want to stick around. We're back here with second half of the show, folks. Thanks for sticking it out through that big old break that we got here for you. Gosh, we are on, um, I mean, I, I would like to say that we are on a... A, a, a pay-per-view hiatus but we're not even mike because just this coming weekend nxt has deadline <laughs> of course the iron survivor challenge and all the rules that come with it are up and uh this edition of nxt nxt what does it mean Ba-dum. i don't know but Ba-dum. it's Ba-dum. a good wrestling nxt Ba-dum. Watch and see tap out count out one, two, three, so We're going to kind of wrap up some of those loose ends before we get to that, that Iron Survivor Challenge, including a couple qualifying matches and these sorts of things. Yeah, so that's how we start off. Uh, a fatal four-way last chance match to qualify for the Iron Survivor Challenge. 
the woman's one. We got Roxanne Perez, Thea Hale, Fallon Henley, Kiana James. So all four women deserving of a spot, but there can only be one. Uh, yeah, just a good fast-paced match. Kiana using that loaded purse as a weapon, and it's all legal here in a fatal four-way. <clears throat> uh, and then at one point, Roxanne, Kiana, they're fighting on the floor. They both jump up onto the barricade and exchange blows, and then they both just knock each other down. They both fall off, breaking through the announce table. And the crowd chants, holy shit, but I'm like, it wasn't that crazy. That wasn't a holy shit moment. They just, it was not. I'll let you know when it's a holy shit moment, folks. <laughs> These crowds, man, if a table breaks to them, that's five stars right there. Any <laughs> table spot. Well, yeah, this this PC crowd, I don't know what the fuck's going on over here. I mean, just wrestling in general. Remember War Games, how much they wanted those tables? Oh, well, I, th I just assumed that was Chicago. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they go through the table. They're both taken out of the match. Back in the ring, Fallon hits Thea with a big shining wizard. And that gets the pinfall. Huge win here for Fallon Henley. Huge win with that opportunity for that Survivor Iron Man, Iron Woman Survivor Challenge <laughs> Eliminator tournament. Yeah. She's going to deadline, baby. Going to deadline, baby. Where is it? Where is deadline this week, uh, this year? Uh, we're not in the PC. Right I, I wonder here. if we're in a... Uh, a larger we are in Bridgeport, Connecticut, at the Total Mortgage Arena. <laughs> okay, which holds about uh, up to nine thousand or so. Yeah, maybe so maybe they're the home of, of the uh, the, they're the home of a local uh, Division Two NCAA basketball team. Yeah, the Fairfield Stags. <laughs> I'm being told <laughs> the Fairfield Stags. <laughs> That sounds that's, that could be D one. Who knows? That could be D one. Yeah, I don't know currently, but either way. Uh, so that takes care of that. Up next, Wesley comes limping out on a crutch uh, for a promo. The crowd's happy; they're chanting for him. But you can tell this is serious. Lee's looking very upset. He says, "We're four days away from deadline. I was all ready to smack Dom around, take back my North American title." But unfortunately, it won't be happening like that. I've got the heart to take on anyone under any circumstances. Your support keeps me going. But that support won't help me right now. It won't bring back the feeling to my legs. And it will not eliminate the excruciating pain I'm in just standing here talking to you. And now he's getting real emotional. Tears are flowing. This is real shit, folks. Uh, so he's got to go. He's got to have surgery on his back. So, very serious. Doesn't know when we'll see him again, but he will return to further cement his legacy. But, yeah, this is not goodbye. Let's just say so long for now. So, the crowd's all chanting for Wes, showing him love. But then Dominic Mysterio interrupts. Huge heat for him. He mocks Lee for going home again. and Just says, yeah, you need back surgery. Meanwhile, I've been carrying WWE on my back the last two years. But uh, I guess now I can just enjoy the night off at Deadline. And Wes says, no, that's not happening. And he throws to a video of Rey Mysterio telling Dominic he'll, he's going to be at Deadline to watch him lose the North American title to the future of Lucha Libre, Dragon Lee. So from one Lee to another, Dragon Lee comes out, gets in the ring, 
Dominic charges at him, but Dragon avoids, beats him up, uh, goes for the Dragon Bomb, but Dominic slips out, runs away. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very sad news for Wesley. Uh, yes, yeah, it's definitely a serious injury, some sort of... Well, later on, uh, yeah, later on, Vic Joseph uh, in the broadcast did confirm that um, he he will be out eight to twelve months with surgery. Yeah, so that's a big deal here, uh, but you know, in the wrestling world, fairly common. I'm sure he'll get some nice support uh, from people like Randy Orton and other guys who have been out had surgery. You know, for long but, periods uh, of time, gosh, it always amazes me when, um, you know, on on day one, these guys are out there in a wrestling match, and then a few days later, they're like, I'm in so much pain that I won't be able to yeah. wrestle for a year. It always can't feel his legs. It always, it always amazes so, me um, yeah. that they're so, able to do that. Very sad for Wes, but huge yeah. opportunity for Dragon. Uh, yeah, so that should still be a great match. Yeah, and no, it definitely will be. Yeah. After that, we go to the women's division. Lola Vice taking on Tatum Paxley, who we haven't seen in a little while. I think she was injured. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, looked fine here. Get some some offense in. couple near falls. But then Lola hits her with the big running hip attack in the corner. And then a bit after, Lola hits the big roundhouse kick. And that gives Lola the win. So her push continues. Excuse me. She's still got that contract for a future title match uh, whenever she wants for winning the breakout tournament. Oh, that was... Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I forgot I forgot about that breakout tournament. Yeah, we moved on pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It really, feel, really feels like up. we did. <laughs> uh, up next, we got... Alpha Academy, Chad Gable, Otis, and Maxine Dupree taking on Metaphor, Noam Dar, Oro Mensa, and Lash Legend in a six-person mixed tag match. But I thought there were four people in Metaphor. Never mind. There are, but this is only, you know, mm-hmm. there's four people in Alpha Academy as well, but we're doing a six-person match for whatever reason. <laughs> Good point. But, uh, but yeah, the feud's been going for a while. Crowd loves Alpha Academy, though. They're doing the thank yous. Uh, Otis goes on a roll, tears off his shirt, hits the caterpillar. Everyone loves it. But then the biggest moment of the match, Lash Legend tags in. Uh, she goes right up to Otis. He just starts gyrating, which disgusts her. Otis charges in. Lash moves out of the way. Otis bounces off the ropes. And then Lash Legend fucking picks him up. Holds him there and then scoop slams him. Just insane. It was well, like you were talking about Andre the Giant moments. Yeah, this was super impressive. Uh, do we know? Do, do we, do we know Otis's stats? <laughs> do we know his stats? I mean, might not be quite as large as Andre, but Lash Legend certainly is not as it's large not as Hulk as big Hogan. As Hulk. <laughs> So pound for pound, uh, this was a more impressive slam. Um, pound for pound. I mean, yeah, good point. I mean, one of the most impressive feats of strength I've ever seen from any woman wrestler. Gosh, man. gosh. Take that. Take that, everyone else. Bianca. I mean, Bianca Belair is a second. I think I heard Lash Legends, the only person that broke Bianca Belair's now, weightlifting record. Didn't Bianca Belair... She lifted Otis on her shoulders, but she didn't like... Yes, okay. She didn't get the slam. full slam. 
But I'm sure she could if she tried. But, uh, I'm sure she could. Yeah. I'm sure Rhea could also. You know, I'm sure these women could. Yeah. I remember Rhea did it to Luke Gallows. Oh, but, that's cool. Uh, they oh, showed yes. The, they show the replay, though. This was all, like, Otis didn't even, like, Lash held him there. It wasn't just Otis jumping for her. She fucking held him, slammed him down. So, I mean, this this instantly changed my entire opinion on Lash Legend. Just this one moment here. Oh, now I like her. Met, met, <laughs> metaphors on the up. Not metaphor, just Lash Legend. Oh, okay, just Lash Legend. <laughs> you know, future triple threat, Lash Legend, Bianca Belair, Jade Cargill. Let's see who's the strongest women in the WWE. Oh, yeah, I'd love, I would love to see <laughs> just a straight-up deadlift, squat, bench press. Yeah, so and just amazing pull up. moment Whoever, there. Pull-ups, whoever can do more pull-ups for reps. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the craziest moment of the night. Well-deserved, holy shit chant. Uh, then Maxine Dupree, she has a big spot. She stands on top of Chad Gable's shoulders, jumps off with a big crossbody to the floor. Uh, back in the ring, Noam Dar goes for the Nova Roller, but Gable catches his foot right into the ankle lock, puts the grapevine around the legs. Dar taps out. So Alpha Academy get the win in what turned out to be a pretty fun match. What turned out to be pretty good. Now that we've seen, uh, I think we've seen Alpha Academy down here a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, like like just now, as we've seen the new day, you know, they were down there for a little bit of time, also. Mm hmm. It's gonna Corbin's happen. pretty much living down there now. I mean, the Corbin, Corbin is NXT, he's the, he is the future <laughs> yeah, of NXT. At this point. <laughs> the past, present, <laughs> yeah, he's past, and present, and future of NXT. <laughs> <coughs> um, and so now apparently Ava Rain is trying to work in like a backstage role or something she's oh. uh she's not she's not with joe gacy anymore she breaks up a fight between kiana and roxanne and then she goes to Shawn michaels and gets them booked for a match at deadline so oh, she's uh, leaving the uh, wrestling role you think i don't know maybe they think she needs more practice so they're giving her this authority figure role or assistant right, some practice but like she's or, already you're already here yeah or maybe she's just like a Dwight Schrute where she's trying to gain power, but she doesn't have any. I don't know. Right. Good but, point. Uh, either way. Yeah. Uh, back in the ring, Byron Saxton's here to host the Iron Survivor Challenge Summit. So the five women in the match are all here. Tiffany, Lash Legend, Blair, Davenport, Kalani Jordan, Fallon Henley. You kind of know where this goes. They all just cut promos, start bickering, brawling. Pretty much standard stuff here. Yeah, that standard, uh, I'm better than you. Yeah. We we know what this is like. Yeah. Next match, we got Axiom taking on Nathan Fraser. Just a fun cruiserweight-style match. Axiom with a big moonsault to the floor. But then all of a sudden, all the women from the Iron Survivor Summit, they come back out. They're still brawling. They brawl their way into the ring. The ref just calls for the bell, so this match is thrown out. Yeah, I guess we I guess going. we get a no contest, an official no contest, right? Yeah. And then in the middle of it all, we get the return of Nikita Lyons. Oh, which, she amongst the yeah. amongst the brawling. Yeah, she's been out yeah. with various knee injuries for since the 2.0 days. Yeah, and we saw her in the crowd last week, but here she makes her official entrance. So she's back. She hits the big kick on Blair. Crowd chance for her, so uh yeah, she'll try to get back in the hunt. 
Hopefully those knees can hold up this time. <laughs> Hopefully. Where are the damn braces, you know? Yeah. Put the braces on. Yeah. A lot of pressure on those knees. <clears throat> yeah. They're doing big, doing uh, massive Andre... splits all the time. Yeah. Andre Chase addresses his students about the investigation going on to the university and gambling with school funds. And he takes the blame. He says it was him. He misused the money. Thea asks how much he owes. He says hundreds of thousands of dollars. Damn. But he vows to get the money back. Duke Hudson, all the students, they offer ideas, you know, bake sales, car washes. And Andre just says, thanks, everyone. We'll, we'll get through this together. So. Yeah, we'll do this together. Figure it out. Yeah, we have to. We need the, we need Chase yeah. U to be, come back at full strength. I think I said last week, Duke Hudson with his poker playing backgrounds, maybe they can go on a Vegas road trip and you know, like the Hangover when Zach Galifianakis. Nothing reunites friends like a Vegas <laughs> uh, road trip when when they're trying to find one of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> try to raise the funds. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, backstage we see Trick and Carmelo Hayes talking. Trick walks off and then Carmelo goes and looks at his phone in a suspicious manner. And uh, a bit later, Trick Williams says, what was that about? Melo just says, "Uh, you know, I got to do my match and then we'll talk. I think Melo might be the devil. I'll be honest. (laughs) (laughs) That would be something. No, that would be something. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, in the meantime, he's got his match. Carmelo Hayes takes on Tyler Bate, uh, Joe Coffey, Eddie Thorpe in the men's Iron Survivor last chance qualifier. So, uh, yeah, match was fine. You know, a nice blend of different styles between the four of them. And uh, Carmelo hits a nice springboard, jumps backwards off the ropes into a double DDT. And then Outside the ring, Thorpe runs at Coffee. Coffee catches him with a spine buster onto the steel steps. So he's hurt. Ref calls for help. We continue. It's basically a triple threat now. And eventually, Tyler Bate is able to hit Coffee with the Tyler Driver 97, and that gets the pinfall. So Tyler Bate is going to deadline. Which means he's the final uh, entrant there. Yep. Hell yeah, Tyler Bate. Yeah, well deserved. He's always, uh, yeah, always brings a good fight. Yeah, yeah. He he feels like a guy who, um, has a real opportunity to to I think maybe be that guy because I think Ilya Dragunov and Tyler Bate that match would slap. That would be a damn good match. Yeah. You know, like uh, when, when you're thinking for a number one contender, <laughs> are you thinking about? Who should win the match, or are you thinking about who the match that the 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 win would get you would be? Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, that's true. I yeah. said that very bizarrely. <laughs> I get it though, but yeah, Bate grabs the mic, cuts a quick promo, then the other four guys from the match come out, and we get a big brawl, just like the women. Security pull them apart. So yeah, stop brawling, uh, everyone. Just chill out. And then afterwards, backstage, Carmelo talking to Ava Rain, since apparently, like I said, she's got some kind of booking power now, and he asks her to get him a match with Lexus King. Trick walks up, says, Melo, tell me the truth. Did you text Lexus King asking him to attack me? Melo says he'd never work with Lexus, and I'll prove it, by beating his ass on Saturday. 
And uh, Trick says that'll be good. Carmelo will open the show, and for once, Trick will close it. <clears throat> and what's Lexus going to do? Lexus. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. See what he's got up his sleeve. But yeah. Final segment. Ilya Dragunov, Baron Corbin come out for the big face-to-face. They just cut promos talking about their NXT title match on Saturday, and Dragunov's pissed the way Corbin's been acting and going to make him pay. Corbin starts talking shit, says Dragunov abandoned his family to come wrestle in America. And you don't talk about a man's family. Dragunov just gets real fired up, uh, but he wants to contain his rage and release it at deadline. Corbin says he's been a constant on TV for eight years through the ups and downs. He sees that Ilya misses his son and wants to go home to him. Go home to him. So Dragunov flips the table. Uh, yeah. Corbin just says, take your shot. Dragunov grabs him, hugs him kind of, and just pulls him in close. Tells him the only one who can destroy the dragon is the dragon himself. And then the five men from the Iron Survivor Challenge, they're still brawling. They come back out on the ramp, just like the women did earlier. and They get in the ring. Uh... Braun Breaker spears Trick through a table in the corner, and Bate takes out Dijak, so Bate's the one who stands tall, looking strong, to end the show. Len, you know what they say about looking tall to end the show. You're not going to (laughs) win. They say that, but I think people have done the math, and there's no correlation. Oh, really? Is it like a 50-50? Like, there is no... (laughs) Yeah, at the end of the day, it's pretty much... Yeah, it's not enough. It used to be that way. But now, yeah, now it's... It's not enough to move the needle. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Well, that was how... That was. That was how uh, NXT ends as we head towards deadline this weekend. So let's bring you our final wrestling show of the week. Of course, we're talking a little AEW Dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. Too sweet. Live from Le Centre Belle in Montreal, <laughs> Quebec. Mike Montreal. Montreal. We know, uh, we've already heard what our main event is going to be. We know what it is. Adam Copeland taking on Christian Cage. In a culmination of the 40-year history of these friends. Um, on Canadian soil, nonetheless, Mike. And uh, we also have a lot of action over with the Continental Classic Gold League edition, which is how the show kicks itself off. John Moxley, Roosh, competing in that Gold League. Yeah, that's where we start. Hard-hitting match, bunch of stiff chops and... They are just brawling all around the ring into the Bell Center crowd. Roosh steals a beer from a fan, smacks Moxley in the face with it, which maybe not the best thing to do to a recovering alcoholic, but uh, yeah, hopefully Mox wasn't upset about that. But is he in? Uh, rec- is he like sober, sober, or is he just like I'm not drinking a forty a night anymore? <laughs> I think he's sober. Uh, I, well, I mean, I just never, yeah. you know, I mean, I just, I, I, I didn't, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think he is, at least for now. Who knows? He's a pretty private guy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, crowd loves him, though. Everything he does uh, on the floor. Mox runs at Roosh. 
Roosh tosses him with an overhead belly to belly right into the barricade. Uh, and then Roosh with a big pile driver back in the ring goes for the bullhorns, but Moxley counters with the King Kong lariat. And then he hits the Death Rider, but Roosh kicks out. So Mox goes right into the rear naked choke. Roosh passes out. Moxley wins, earns another three points. So now he's got nine points, a perfect three and zero oh so far in the tournament. How, so and how many how many first round matches are there here? Like what's a perfect five matches per person. Five matches per person. So five and zero. Oh. So five and zero oh yeah. would be the perfect. Yeah. So he's pretty much a lock to make the semifinals at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go to the ramp. Renee Paquette's out there to interview Roderick Strong in the Kingdom. Roddy just says decisions have consequences. Look at him. This is his life being in a wheelchair due to the decisions he's made. But then Roddy stands up from the wheelchair saying it's held him back far too long and the kingdom are just freaking out like this this holy miracle has happened. Uh, but he's still got the neck brace, so we'll see if he ditches that yet. So I, I, the crowd was chanting something. While Roddy there was, was a couple chants that I couldn't make out. Yeah, I also tonight. couldn't make it out. It, it felt pretty like crowd was like unanimous. It felt kind of um, yeah. Maybe they were chanting next strong. I don't know. I feel like no. It felt more like a ba 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 ba. It felt like more of a oh. you know a few syllables there. Uh, but the crowd yeah. yelling Adam uh, when Roddy kind of first <laughs> came out was great. Yeah, yeah, that stuff's fun. So, uh, yeah. That's that. Let's continue this Continental Classic tournament. We got Mark Briscoe taking on Swerve Strickland. Uh, Briscoe must win or he is mathematically eliminated from the tournament. But uh, Swerve, super over once again, carrying the momentum from that Texas death match a few weeks uh, ago. One of the hottest people on the planet right now. Yeah. Tons of who's house, Swerve house chants. And yeah, they had a pretty good match. They fight to the floor. Swerve throws Bis- Briscoe over the barricade. Uh, then Briscoe stands on the barricade. Suplex or Swerve stands on the barricade. Suplexes Briscoe over it back onto the floor. And then he hits him with a Death Valley driver on the apron. Follows up with a sur- Swerve stomp. And that gets a three count. So another three points for Swerve. Briscoe cannot win his group now, but still compete. Try to play spoiler. Hopefully not get swept. And like you were saying, our you know this this continental championship is a, is a new belt, and there will be other belts and stuff. It almost feels some of these guys, Moxley, Swerve, uh, the Ring of Honor championship is not the the goal here. No, I, I really wonder how it's all gonna. T- I really wonder how it's all gonna tie in with the Ring of Honor championship, the New Japan Pro Strong Championship. I just I just wonder how it's all gonna work out. I'm intrigued, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't think we'll really, yeah, we won't really quite know what happens until we get to the end. But, uh, yeah, something to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, whoops, sorry. Got lost here. Uh, Samoa Joe and MJF are supposed to take on two of the, the, the Devil's Minions here in a match. So... Samoa Joe comes out, the lights dim, and then the masked crew, the devil crew, they surround the ring. They look ready to attack. 
but then the lights shut out again and they're gone. The devil appears on the screen and then we cut to the back where MJF has been smashed over the head with a beer bottle and he's unconscious. So Samoa Joe runs off to go try and help him. Just more mystery. And I have to say, this is two shows in a row where, or sorry, I mean, remember we had, uh, when we were at Dynamite, MJF was lurking in the shadows, didn't wrestle, and now the Montreal crowd also does not see him wrestle. <laughs> MJF doesn't wrestle yeah. much in Canada. Yeah, we did get to see him at Forbidden Door, though, which was nice. We did. We did. Wasn't the first match of the night, I think? No. Uh, it might have might been. Might have been, yeah. Remember. Up next, though, we got the AEW women's title on the line. Timeless Tony Storm defending against Sky Blue. So huge opportunity here for Sky after the great run she's been having the last few months. And uh, yeah, they have a good little match, a unique spot where the Butler Luther picks up Tony on his shoulders and just runs with her while she grabs Sky and like throws her off the apron. So some fun teamwork there. Mm-hmm. Great seeing <coughs> Luther. <laughs> yeah, better than whatever he was doing before. Uh, and then Sky Blue gets put up against the barricade. Tony hits the big running hip attack into the barricade. Uh, back in the ring. Tony, I love this spot she's doing now. The big wind-up punch where she just whines and whines and whines. And the crowd's just loving it. They're hyping it up, doing the big, oh. Yeah, just good, and clean fun. Smack. Yeah. They've they've now they, and they've move. also changed up a little bit of the I'm sure you've noticed on the black and white part of her entrance. It's not like black and white and grainy anymore. It's it just feels like it's bl straight black and white. The camera moves a little smoother. I don't know yeah. if you've noticed uh, this this little detail. <coughs> uh I didn't particularly notice the graininess, but I wasn't mm. paying too close attention. No, okay, okay, yeah. It seems like they've but, uh, they've they've perf they've refined it. They're getting better every week. Yeah. Yeah, they're editing. Mm -hmm. uh, Sky Blue steals Tony Storm's move when she hits the big running hip attack in the corner, snapping Tony's head back. I still don't know how they do it. Uh, I guess they both got big booties. That kind of cushions it a bit. I, it's the one move, like honestly, that even, <laughs> even it's. I think Tony Storm's hip attack and the hidden blade. I don't quite. Get, I don't get it. I don't get how it works. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so Sky hits that and then she follows up with the code blue. But Tony kicks out one second away from a new champion. Uh, Tony fights back. She sets Sky up in the corner. And then the camera goes black and white for a second in the middle of the match while Tony sets up, hits the running hip attack. Uh, and then she goes to follow up with the Storm Zero. Sky counters into a pin, but Tony counters that into a pin of her own, gets a three. So Tony wins and retains, but a good match. Sky Blue, I think she will definitely be champion one day at the rate she's improved. It's nice year. to see that she's getting some action. You know, it's not just the the Rubies and the Soraya's and the there's some other people there. Yeah, especially no, I mean, one uh, of these homegrown talent types like like Sky Blue. Exactly, her and Julia Hart have really stepped up this year and establish themselves as the top young mm -hmm. crop of the division yeah so uh and also yeah, coming up stuff. um most improved shooties most improved yeah, rookie of I'd the year they, these are certainly both nominees for those awards mm -hmm. uh so tony celebrates the win and then riho makes her return comes out faces tony knocks her to the floor 
So, uh, yeah, it looks like Riho wants back in on this title action. I think so. Riho, Hikaru Shida probably wants a, um, a smell. I think we got to split up the, these top women here in the division. There's two belts here. Let's, let's, let's split them up. <laughs> yeah, but nice to have challengers. Uh, but let's continue. Another Continental Classic match. We got Jay Lethal taking on Jay White. Battle of the Jays. Uh, so, yeah, stiff match. Lots of stiff strikes, good submission work. Uh, lethal with the big Macho Man elbow drop, but White kicks out. Lethal goes for lethal injection, but White ducks, chop blocks Lethal's leg. Goes for the Blade Runner. Lethal counters into a roll-up, but White rolls through and pins Lethal down for the three. So Jay White with a win and another three points. And another three points. Jay White, gosh, it feels like all of the competitors here in this tournament are dudes who could very well win this tournament. Is that just great booking, or is that... I don't know what this is. Yeah, no, there's definitely, like, five or six strong contenders. Mm -hmm. uh, like, yeah, it's, it's a nice unpredictability. S yes, between Swerve, know? Jay, John Moxley, Brian, Brian Danielson, I mean... Yeah, and Brody King picking up a Brody, gosh. Yeah, so it's nice that like half the field is in the hunt. Is it? Yeah, it's really in the hunt for it. Yeah, it'll be fun to see when how what happens going down the street. Do we think uh, <coughs> this will culminate at World's End? Maybe. Uh, I think they announced. They that. did. Yeah. I feel like the timing so we'll was going like to work. The semifinals out. the week before, and then yeah. Yeah. Makes sense, right? Mm hmm. So. That brings us to our main event match here on Canadian soil. We got the TNT title on the line. Christian Cage defending against Adam Copeland, former best friend, former tag partner. We all know the long storied history here between them. But some might not. So, Mike, how about you start at the very beginning? <laughs> <laughs> well, 19. I don't even know what year. In 1994. <laughs> No, they're not younger than us. Come on. Oh, I meant like their wrestling debut. <laughs> oh, the career was born. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, Montreal crowd, super hot for these two Canadian legends. And, you know, they're chanting holy shit before the match even starts. Lots of ole oles. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just a big physical, hard-hitting match. Uh, Copeland borrowing a move from the last man he fought. In WWE, Sheamus, when he's got Christian tied up on the ropes, he hits the 10 beats of the Baldrum. Uh, and then, yeah, we go back and forth. Crowd, definitely on Copeland's side, cheering for him, chanting, fuck you, Christian. And Copeland climbs up to the top rope, does a big diving clothesline to Christian, knocks him off the apron to the floor. Christian goes for a spear. Copeland counters with the Impaler DDT for a near fall. Uh... And then, yeah, so Copeland's in control. He goes for a spear, but Christian leapfrogs over him and then hits a kill switch, but Copeland's able to kick out. So Christian goes for a spear. Copeland jumps out of the way. The referee gets hit, but he doesn't fall down, so Christian just kicks him in the balls from behind. So now he's down. Uh, Christian grabs a TNT title, takes a swing, but Copeland ducks, hits the ropes. They both go for a spear at the same time and just collide with each other midair. 
So now both men are down. And that's when Nick Wayne's mother comes out. She gets in the ring, picks up the TNT title, kind of looks back and forth, and then turns and hits Copeland with it. Which, I mean, that's fair. Adam did give her son a concerto, so... Yeah, he's just a boy. Know, mom's gotta... Yeah, mom's gotta look out for her son. He's only 18, Adam. Exactly. Barely. What if somebody, what if somebody did enough. that to Lyric when she turned <laughs> exactly. 18? He would not like that at all, so... That's fair. So, Edge gets nailed. Sorry, Adam gets nailed. Uh, Christian picks him up. Hits a kill switch for good measure. Then he puts the title under Copeland's head and stomps down on his neck into the belt. And then the ref finally comes to as Christian makes the cover, gets the three count, retains his title in dirty fashion. Dirty fashion. Uh, Copeland taking that his first loss here in All Elite Wrestling. That's true. While, uh, what's, Shayna Wayne? Was that her? Shayna Wayne. Shayna Wayne. Yeah, it looks like, uh, who knows if she'll be, uh, a, a prominent figure, maybe on TV, part of this group, or, I don't know, maybe Beth Phoenix shows up to Well, I was just about her. to say, if Shayna Wayne is teaming up with Christian, well, it makes sense that, uh, is Nick Wayne's mother a professional wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I know Can she of. take a bump? She can take a bomb. Anyone oh, can take perfect! A bomb. <laughs> can she take? Can she take a glam slam? Mm, I'm sure they could teach her how. Then we're all set. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Christian with the big dirty win retains his belts, but I'm sure this is grounds for a rematch. Maybe yeah. A steel cage. Oh yeah, something where uh, no one else can interfere. Yeah. You know, so okay. But, uh, that's how we close uh, out. Yeah. That's how we close out our very first uh, time over at the Centre Bell. <laughs> not bad, not bad. I know they showed the, they filmed the Rampage show there, of course. Also, so I think they also did Collision the night before. So oh, really? Of, oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Of, uh, Montreal. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting. They taped it before Dynamite, but it'll air four days after. I guess so. that's kind of the thing, right? You know, it's, uh, you know, Saturday night's going to be a hard night to book a venue. Yeah, I'm sure Montreal Canadiens, I mean, yeah, may or may not have a home game that night. So. Oh, yeah, they get priority. I think the Habs get the priority. Um, as uh, as we close out the episode of Dynamite, which I mean, I think uh, I guess we have to uh, let, let's 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 run down this uh, NXT deadline card a little bit, yeah. right? Because uh, like we said, we were supposed to have that North American Championship match um, between Dom and Wesley. It's not hop happening. Dragon Lee is stepping in there. Dominic, it's NXT Dominic. Who NXT Dominic is like. Fucking Bret Hart in Calgary. Uh, he, he suddenly go <laughs> or Punk in Chicago. He's suddenly goaded, and Dominic Mysterio gets the win. Um, probably, but Dragon Lee, they've been booking him pretty strong. Yeah, he I has been. See. But he's also on the main roster now, so it's like either way. Yeah. You know, eventually this title has to go back to NXT. <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah, I could go um, either way on this one. So the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge, the winner of the challenge, uh, it will become the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. Tiffany Stratton, Lash Legend, Blair Davenport, 
Kalani Jordan, and Fallon Henley. We don't have to go over the rules. We'll get they'll get explained to us. Yeah, we'll do that when we review the show. <laughs> Uh, like you said, you know, Lash Legend impressing impressing you lately. Blair Davenport on the ups and up. Tiffany Stratton already there. Is it going to be one of these three women? I mean, Tiffany is definitely the biggest star, biggest name, but she's also already had the title. She's been there, done that. You know, I wouldn't want her to win the match just to lose against Lyra. So I don't know. Yeah, this one's harder to predict. Um. Yeah, I could see him giving it to almost anyone, really. Yeah, it could really be anyone. Like we said, you know, it's just a big opportunity for someone to get something. Yeah. Um, so. What about Carmelo Hayes taking on Lexus King? Lexus, is, is this the first Lexus King <laughs> match? I think he's had one match on NXT. Mm, but okay. Uh, yeah, certainly the most important thing he's done since returning. Now, this one's weird. Uh, this one's a weird one for me. Yeah, because, I mean, Carmelo Hayes is obviously one of your top guys, but Lexus King, you want to establish him as someone. You know? Yeah. I don't know. We still haven't fully resolved the the trick and mellow thing, so that could play a part. Who knows? Yeah, that could, stay on. That could stay on for a little bit longer. Good point. Yeah. What about uh, Roxanne Perez taking on Kiana James in a steel cage? Wow! Yeah, this could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's uh, nice to have a. It's nice to have a like another stipulation match on a on a, on a card based around two stipulation matches. It's nice to have yeah something else <laughs> like that. Yeah, who doesn't love a good cage match? So I'm sure they'll work hard, do some fun, cool spots. Mm-hmm. What about that? Um, what about that uh, NXT Championship? Ilya Dragunov taking on Baron Corbin. Is this finally the time Baron Corbin gets a win? <laughs> Is this it? I mean, I don't think it should be. I mean, Dragunov is one of the best wrestlers in the world Gosh. right now. I'd say. Yep. But uh, I mean, Corbin. You know, he's dirty. He could cheat, but. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't give him the title. No. No, Baron Corbin's just going to keep doing the work that you need him to. Yeah. Gosh. You know, put up a good fight, put him over, put Dragunov over. Yeah. That's all you need from him. And which means we have only the men's Iron Survivor Challenge. Dominic Dijakovic, sorry, Dijak, Trick Williams, Josh Briggs, Braun Breaker, Tyler Bates, another one where we're looking at this. This could go to either one of these motherfuckers. Do we want to see Braun... Ilya Dragunov again. We saw that a few times. Dominic Di- or Dijak thrown in there. We that sounds fun. Trick Williams is his time to rise. Tyler Bate. Gosh, what do we think? <laughs> yeah, we talked about how much fun the Tyler Bate match would be. Uh, Trick Williams, though he's, you know, he's been hovering around, climbing his way up the card. I could certainly see him getting the shot, and that could further further the kind of jealousy story between him and Mello and whatever's going on there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. For me, it comes down to Williams and Bate. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, Tyler Bate. I think Tyler Bate is going to be my pick on this one. Yeah, and that would be a great match. Yeah. Yeah, they will be. So. Looking forward to the Survivor Challenge again. It's uh, truly unique. We really don't see anything like it in the world of professional wrestling, that's for sure. 
Yeah, and I remember last year's matches were a lot of fun. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is Looking the second year at it, so I'm sure the presentation, the the camera angles, I mean, hell, even the setting is a little bit new. So, um, you know, we're we're do, we're not doing the PC anymore. We're doing a, a a real legitimate venue, so it'll be fun to see. That's true. So, <coughs> yeah, and Should that is a lot of fun. That is all of our weekly wrestling action, which means there's only time for one more thing. Of course, that's a wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. In a week of uh, lighter wrestling, I have to say. Um, gosh, I mean, pretty much if there's no pay-per-view, what the fuck are we doing here, Mike? Who you got? <laughs> yeah, no five-star matches this week, but uh, still some good action. I'll just throw it to uh, DIY for that big win in the two out of three falls match. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, picking up some steam. You know, we, we love them down on NXT and... It's nice to see him finally starting to get over here on the main roster. Wow, yeah, it's great to see. Great to see. Yeah, now that every, now the full the full squad is healthy, and there'll be some real hopefully <clears throat> some really cool things and start to go down. Yeah. Next exactly. up, uh, well, if you're going to DIY, I'll flip it over to uh, the man Seth Rollins. Um, you know, another successful title defense in a like we said in a in a new japan style spot fest it really was it was a lot of fun <laughs> to watch yeah and um he's just going to keep putting those l's in there or sorry he's going to yeah. keep, keep he's w's. he's putting in dubs <laughs> he's making l's i guess given yeah making l's uh his back seems to have miraculously recovered yeah after even, being we're not even talking about that. broken for it was broken for 15 years four years yeah yeah and a big story with nakamura now he's forgotten all about it i forgot all mm-hmm. about it so. that's for sure <laughs> yeah uh, so uh yeah that's my one little nitpick but hey <laughs> what are you gonna do yeah take that hunter well, congratulations <laughs> to both DIY, Seth Rollins, and everybody else. Thank you for listening to another episode of the show. Of course, you can rate, review, like, and subscribe. The show's everywhere. Of course, we'll be back next week. Post-deadline, we still have a little bit of time before uh, the world's end. World ends. Ah, whatever it is. <laughs> and uh, all the action leading towards the uh, the Rumble, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And the shooties, don't forget. Exactly. Uh, so we'll see you all next. Time.